Welcome to another episode of the Peak Performance Selling Podcast, where we interview top sellers and sales leaders to learn the different tips, tricks, and mental strategies that they use to create sustainable peak performance. Let's get rolling. Welcome to this week's episode of the Peak Performance Selling Podcast. Just me this week, sharing lessons and ideas around leadership, around showing up for people, around helping people feel seen that I learned from my dad uh, along the way. I shared an earlier episode uh, about that after he passed away, but after a year and a half, we finally got a chance to do the celebration of life for him this last weekend. And I shared a lot of lessons that he left me with that I think really come from leadership and how he showed up for people. And then talking to a lot of folks that were on his board of directors that coached him, helped him grow as the executive director of Emergency Family Assistance Association, a nonprofit in Boulder County uh, that he was the executive director for and running for over 33 years and change. Uh, I thought some of these lessons would be really applicable. You know, when I talked to some of the board members after the eulogy that I gave, they all said, wow, he was so far in front of the leadership curve around leading with empathy and showing up for others, even though you know, one of the, the treasurer and the, the president of the board for a point in time came up to me and was like, man, you know, your dad really showed me how to lead in a different way. We'd be worried about the finances. We'd be worried about, you know, oh, are we going to be able to fundraise uh, and bring enough money into the organization? And, you know, my dad, Terry, would stop him and say, Scott, like, how are the kids? We'll, we'll figure that out. But how are the kids? How's the family? How are you doing? Let's have a conversation first and then we'll figure it out. And he's like, but no, like we're not doing well. We got to figure things out here. And he's like, yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. I, I got faith. We'll figure that out. But kept coming back to, but how are the kids? How are the family? How are you doing? And Scott told me, he's like, man, like that really set the tone because not only does it show how much he cares, but then we'd get through all that. He'd pick up the phone, find a donor and get that next five, 10, $25,000 check and get it taken care of to cover whatever they needed for that next quarter uh, or, or monthly fundraising goal. So a few things that I, I learned from my dad that I think are, are really powerful for leaders today as we think about how do we retain our employees? How do we drive employee engagement? Because if you look at Gallup polls and studies, most employees at best about 35 to 40% engaged at the office. Not very good, not where we want to be. And so the first lesson that I learned from my dad uh, was how do we treat every person with dignity, compassion, kindness, and grace? In his line of work, they worked with underprivileged families, uh, folks that were having a hard time, that were struggling to pay rent, struggling to put food on the table for their family. And these weren't necessarily, you know, folks that were just bad people or anything of this sort. They just needed a little help. And one of the things that somebody shared, uh, another board president shared in their speech was, you know, my dad kept referring to, they weren't giving a handout, they were giving a hand up. And a lot of these folks, when they're going through these tough times, especially living in, you know, pretty affluent Boulder and Boulder County in Colorado, you don't see a lot of those folks struggling. A lot of your peer group isn't struggling. And so it's so hard for people to reach out and ask for help. And none of us really ever know when somebody's struggling. 
And so how can you think about in every interaction, whether it's somebody that is typically written off by society, looked down upon, frowned upon, or a prospect or somebody on your team, regardless of who they are or why we should or shouldn't be kind, what they can do for us, how do we treat these people with kindness, with dignity, with compassion, and give them grace with every interaction? It's not hard or any harder for us to show up in this way for people than it is to be rude, judgmental, aggressive, mean. And so lesson number one, every single person deserves dignity, compassion, kindness, and grace. Number two, how do you show up to love unconditionally? I don't necessarily mean in the work world that you have to love the people that you work with. They're there for a reason. And at HubSpot, we talk a lot about, you know, we're, we're a team, not a family. But in the work world, how can you show up with this sense of positivity, with this sense of optimism, with this assumption of positive intent? So many times I talk to different individuals and I catch myself, whether it's over Slack, whether it's on a phone call, whether it's talking with a team member or a client that I coach, assuming negative intentions or that they just don't have the skills, the knowledge or whatever it may be. And sometimes that may be true, but how can we show up with this unconditional sense of assumption of positive intent? I have found it so easy over the years to assume the negatives and it usually doesn't do me very much good, especially then when I just pick up the phone and talk to somebody versus what I may assume over Slack or over email. In this digitally disconnected world, assuming positive intent can help us find more better, more solutions, better, more easily, more effectively. And people are going to screw things up. I've screwed many things up throughout my life, and yet my dad kept showing up for me. He screwed things up. He shared that level of vulnerability with me as well. And so knowing that we're still going to show up for our team, we're going to assume positive intent, we're still going to have this unconditional belief in the greatness and possibility that we can all bring to the table. Lesson number two is how can we love ourselves and others unconditionally? Knowing that, yes, we can still show up in this place of radical candor, we can deliver constructive criticism and feedback, but it comes from this place of positive intent and positive assumptions. Lesson number three, this one came from my grandma. Y'all have heard me and many guests talk about this. How do you live with an attitude of gratitude? I never would have believed it. I, I thought it was the hokiest thing in the world when I was younger hearing my grandma talk about it, but this ability to live with this sense of positivity, with this optimism, with this attitude of gratitude, gives us the ability to see so much more. We see this so much as folks are talking on LinkedIn, as I have different guests on the show, as we talk to different leaders, that it's so easy to get stuck in this sense of scarcity, in this sense of, oh, there's not enough. If somebody else is doing well, they're taking away from me. 
And this is just not true in today's day and age. And the most successful people in the world you're going to find view the world with this sense of abundance, the sense of appreciation for everything that they have right now. And this concept of there's so much more out there. There's so much for all of us to go around. So many of us feel entitled that tomorrow is going to come and we're just going to slog or grind through the day so we can have that celebration tomorrow. But find those opportunities to celebrate the small wins. Maybe you moved a deal along. Maybe you had a great conversation. Maybe you got a no that allowed you to move forward. That's okay. But how can we find this gratitude and appreciation for a sunset, for the wind on our face, for the rain, the smell of rain after it storms, the fresh flowers, bringing grass? There are endless opportunities to find this sense of gratitude in our day-to-day life that many of us skip over. And talking to so many folks at, at the Celebration of Life, man, they just talked so much about how my dad continually lived with this attitude of gratitude. And now we're starting to see science back this up at how much power it has to help us and others perform better because our brain is programmed to find the negatives. Number four, be open to learning, to new experiences and to adventure. Life is so much more about the journey than it is the destination. There have been countless times when I have set a goal, gone out and achieved that goal, and then just blow by it and move right on to the next thing, getting busy, trying to search for more, bigger, better, whatever it could be. And so much of where the learning and where the growth happens is the journey along the way. My dad and I would take these road trips uh, when I was younger. Actually, I'm wearing a, road, a shirt from one, 1998, how I still fit in it, nobody knows. But he got these shirts made for us because he had cancer when I was about nine or 10. And chances weren't very good for him. So he organized this road trip for us to go see baseball stadiums. Uh, back East, Yankee Stadium, Fenway, Wrigley, uh, all these different stadiums. I think we did about eight or nine stadiums as a whole. And we drove from Colorado all the way back east, stopping through Field of Dreams in Iowa, Chicago, all of these amazing stadiums. And so many times along the way on that road trip and many others that we took years after, I would complain. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to take this road. I don't want to do this additional adventure. But so much richness came from those adventures. And as we think about this ability to be open, to learning new things. As we grow, as we age, so much of the stuff that we learn or how we show up in childhood goes away. We start to say, oh, I know all these things now. I don't have that sense of curiosity. I don't have this sense of wonder or joy that I did as a child. And that is such a tragedy. I just saw Jeff Riesley post the other day about, you know, who do you want to be when you grow up? And yet most of us, one, Stop dreaming about that as we get older, but two, we lose all of those other components about, well, what do I want to be? Who do I want to be when I grow up? And we have the opportunity and possibility every single day to show up differently, to show up in a way that aligns more with who we are and who we want to be. So it's up to us to think about who it is that we want to be and how can we be open 
to learning, to new experiences, and finding that joy in the adventure. You may get a no on a big deal you think you're going to close. Your team may not hit the number that you had forecasted and rolled up. And that's okay. How do we find the opportunity to celebrate the victories? And then how do we look for what can we learn along the way? So that next journey, that next step is that much better. And the last lesson is how can you be somebody's number one fan? At the end of his life, my dad and I got a chance to spend a lot of time together as I was taking care of him. And I got a chance to reflect that I knew he was at most of my baseball games. He'd always show up, practice with me, all this stuff. But it's so easy in today's day and age with email, Slack, text, to be somebody's fan. It's so easy to take 10 seconds out of your day and congratulate somebody on a job well done, on showing up and doing it right, on finding the good that they're doing and calling it out. Even if that's what their job is supposed to do. Because as we're struggling and seeing so many people leave organizations, yeah, some of them are getting wooed by the money, but at the end of the day, they're leaving leaders that they don't feel seen, valued, and heard, like we heard from Amy Volas on the last episode. So by simply showing up for somebody and saying, wow, great job on that deal, or wow, looked like you had a really good day, your activity was high, or wow, you really went above and beyond for this customer. I want to call you out. Some of my favorite sales leaders I've seen go in and, you know, end of a month or end of a week, they'll go find five, 10 deals that someone has closed and just shoot them a, hey, great job, like awesome deal, even if they're not on their team, because this is how we start to build a culture where folks feel included, where they feel welcomed and where they feel that they are celebrated, even if maybe they didn't hit 100 or 150% of their goal or their target. So how can you show up and be somebody's number one fan? So these are just a few lessons that, that I've learned from my dad. Uh, in one of his speeches that he gave uh, after getting a, a few awards uh, through his retirement, there's a quote from Wal Ralph Waldo Emerson. And this is apparently maybe where the, this concept of leaving the world a better place originated. And it's to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition. To know that even one life has breathed easier because you have lived, that is to have succeeded. So maybe we all treat every person with dignity, compassion, kindness, and grace. Love, show up positively, unconditionally. Live with an attitude of gratitude. Be open to adventure, exploration, learning, and wonder about the cosmic that happens beyond our knowledge. And how can you show up and be somebody's number one fan, cheering them on from the sidelines or right there with them? Because we all need somebody to help cheer us on some days. And some days it just feels freaking good. So this is a tribute to my dad again. Thank you all for listening. I'd love to hear any way that this has impacted you or any thoughts that you have. Please take a second, share, shoot me a note, jordan at mycoreos.com. Until next time, let's go make today great. Cheers, y'all. It's thanks to help from listeners like you, this podcast can continue to grow and help others. If you found anything helpful in today's episode, please take a second, share with a friend, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast today. Thanks. Thanks.